one pulls up like we do. No one does us like we do. Always go hard with this crew. Welcome to the show, let's make moves. Nothing's gonna stop us, it's not to give up. Turn the whole room up, it's never enough. Let's go. It's go time! The SENSA Breakfast Podcast with Mark Finkley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! Welcome to the podcast Thursday, the last show of the week. And Bryce Gibbs has been waiting for about three hours to call me out for something that happened on the show as part of our brilliant game called... Bryce Gibbs, come on down! Needing to get five answers correct to win our undying admiration and affection. And this pen, it's a ballpoint. All of that could be yours if the Bryce is right. All right, that's enough of that. Tell us what happened. What's the deal? So I'm a little bit sad about this one because uh, this week, or today's edition of the Bryce is Right, was uh, one that would have come pretty easily to me. Mm. But... Uh, I can't 100% claim it because you made a mistake, Jared Walsh. Mm-hmm. And I don't like doing that. You and Jason um, talk daily about the segment yes. and exchange themes and answers to each other. Mm. Uh, and instead of sending it just to Jason, the, yep. the answers for today's The Bryce is Right, you actually added it in our group chat. Sent it to everyone. So I was leaving the studio yesterday and got this message come through from yourself with mm. what the topic will be for today and the answers attached. So uh, I didn't say anything. Yeah. I just let, I thought you'd pick up on it pretty quickly. No. Nah. You didn't. No. So uh, I spoke to Jason myself and said, oh, let's just let it slide and we'll we'll just see what where this goes. And funnily enough, you, you didn't pick up on it, but uh, it's hard because I went five from five today. Yeah. Well, actually... You don't know that yet. No, you'll hear you it. No, no, you I haven't think, listened to the podcast. No, the good thing is you will hear you go five from five and you'll hear the confidence in your voice, but now we know <laughs> that you knew the answers. Oh, and as I said, uh, this wasn't the week I need help. I would have liked to save it for maybe the the tennis players. Maybe a yeah. Google translator could have helped me out that day. Okay. Well, I wasn't concentrating because what we did was we walked over to the other side of King William and met all the, the commercial guys for – S-E-N-S-A, lovely guys. They put on a little bit of a spread with some food. But what uh, Bix and I noticed, Bix is joining us in a, a week or so, is they got coffees for themselves, but not Bix and I. Is that a thing where you should ask people what your coffee order is? Or am I being precious? I mean, I'm asking you who brings in a coffee for himself every morning. You, you can work. The coffee machine. I've seen you work the coffee machine multiple times in the morning uh, here in uh, Studio Lumo. Okay, so before we uh, introduce you to today's podcast, if you missed it, I think it's really important because I don't know if this will make the podcast the next thing. So we talked about a Guinness World Record winner um, and we thought we'd play him for you again just because we get a couple of laughs out of it. Well, I get the most laughs out of it. David Rush, here's his Guinness World Record. Yeah, he made me take my wedding band off. As you can see, we got some blisters here. That's for another record I'm playing. I don't know what the previous record was or how many we got, but I'm pretty sure we trounced it. Three, two, one, go. Slowing down at the end. Come on! Yeah, so it's the world record uh, for fist bumping. He managed to complete the world record. He's from Idaho. 
um, and you're all disgusting. So uh, the guests on the podcast today, we caught up with Jade Rawlings from Norwood. Uh, we loved having a chat with him, uh, reigning premiership coach, and then we started talking cricket. We did. We got uh, Rhino Harris uh, on the show today. Fascinating chat. He gave us plenty of great insight on, on what our Aussies are expecting to face over of their tour of India. And Ian Clark from the Adelaide 36 is leading into their final home game of the season tomorrow night. Or you might be listening to the podcast on the weekend. So it was like last night where we defeated the Sydney Kings by 15 points. Incredible result for the Adelaide 36ers. We'll, we'll check in on the weekend. We can only see. hope, can Yeah, we, we can only crossed. hope. Enjoy the podcast. Is this Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. On this Thursday morning, 2nd of Feb 2023. Good morning, Bryce Gibbs. Chaos in the studio this morning. It's all happening. Um, how are you going? Good morning, Walshy. Chaos. It's all up and about. Thursday, over hump day. Yeah. Here we are again. Cold today. It's going to be it's cold a little today. Bit chilly. Yeah. Chilly yesterday, actually. Rain yesterday. I liked it. I you really. Like it. It's, it's not good when you're moving house and you're driving a ute around with um, lots of things in it. So the, the cardboard boxes were heavily affected, but um, that's okay. We are here in Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And I, I'm not a look. I'm not a guy that makes big statements, but I'm prepared to make one right now. Today's going to be the best show we've had. Yeah. Going out on a putting it all on the table. Been awake since quarter to four this morning. You have. Well, you, you might have peaked too early. Nah, I'm, I'm on today. And I feel that what I'm bringing to the table with um, our regular game show called The Bryce's Right is great. I feel that we are going to hear some really confronting audio in the next 15 minutes, which is going to change the way you look at sport. You have no idea about this, and I like that because it makes you nervous. You send me, you've been sending me in blind with a lot of things in yeah. this first couple of weeks. It's just a getting to know you kind of <laughs> phase, and uh, I think it's going to be really special. Uh, what else is special is the fact you get interactive with our show, so you can get involved on the talkback line. one 736 736 If you're listening on the app, which we love that you do that, um, you can, of course, just press a button on the app, and you can send us a text or... Give us a call. We'd love to hear your voice on this Thursday morning. There's plenty of sport to get into. We've got some um, things which are going to be on our social media polls too and some big-name guests coming up. So uh, we love that the Sandful fixture was released. We had a good chat yesterday about that. Um, and today we're going to speak to one of the coaches, the reigning premiership coach in Jade Rawlings, who made his SEN debut last night with Bonds. He was great. He was. He was uh, on Sports Day SA. And, uh, yeah, he's... He speaks well, Twiggy. He does. We'll see if he is excited about the schedule just as much as you were yesterday, speaking to Matt Doldy with the Sunday <laughs> afternoon games for South Adelaide. Um, also, former Australian fast man Ryan Harris is going to tell us all about Australia's tour of India, which we have exclusively on SENSA. And Ian Clark from the Adelaide 36ers. This is great, though. I mean, for the NBA nerds like myself, we're speaking to an NBA champion. He's an NBL champion with the Sydney Kings, but this guy won a championship with the Golden State Warriors. And Things haven't gone to plan with the 36ers, but I think some of the things the fans would be interested to know are, A, are you thinking about staying next season because there's one game left at home? The other thing is um, 
the insight into how competitive the NBL is. What is the attraction of coming to Australia and playing in our league? We can pump it up so much internally, but there are players that are deciding to not just play here. There are former NBA players that are deciding to to take part in ownership when it comes to the NBL sides, which is exciting. So it'd be great to get his take on that. Yeah, it certainly would. And he'll obviously be looking forward to finishing the year off as strong as they can and, and having a win against a very good Sydney Kings outfit uh, who, are, who are planning to go back-to-back. They won it last year, didn't they? The they Sydney did, Kings. and they're, they're unstoppable. You'd think that their, their best player is Xavier Cooks, who is incredible, and he's the front-runner for the MVP. He's just he's unstoppable. And it's one of those things that tomorrow night when the 36ers play, it's going to be a sellout again. Um, you don't want Sydney to play well, but you also need to appreciate the fact you're watching a good player play. This is the... I know this might sound a little bit strange, but when when our South Australian teams host away teams, you want to see the good players play well, but lose. So I want to see Xavier Cooks tomorrow night play really well, but I want to see us beat them. Yeah, yeah, I, I certainly understand where you're coming from. We did we did knock them off earlier in the we year, did. though. So yeah, uh, going into this game, obviously with not a lot to gain in terms of finals uh, on the line. So I think the, the boys will go out and just play with a bit of freedom. And I reckon we might see some some good basketball. I hope so. Now, you're one day into FebFast. You mentioned this at the end of the show yesterday. For for those who are listening to SENSA for the first time today, thanks to Tyre Power, big holiday sale is now on. Can you talk us through the uh, the reasoning behind your FebFast, what you're doing it for, and uh, what you're actually fasting? So we, we're getting behind uh, Matty Broadbent, who works for the Sammy D Foundation, and they do a, a lot of great work for underprivileged kids, um, and they're they're tied up in FedFast every year. So FedFast is um, an organisation to to help raise raise uh, funds, uh, and you got to give up a vice, something that um, you you want to give up, whether it be alcohol, um, you know, sugar, whatever it may be, social media, uh, it, you can choose for the month of February uh, and try and donate as much money as you can. So uh, South did it last year. I think we were the, the leading, you can do it as an individual, but it can also join a team. So the, mm. the South Adelaide Footy Club uh, set up a team and all the boys jumped on board, which was fantastic. And uh, I think we were the leading team in Australia who raised the most funds through FedFast, which was fantastic. And this year, there's a little bit more on the line. Glenelg have got on board as well, and they're doing a, a bit of a competitive um, a drive against them this year, which has been really fun. And uh, yeah, we're hoping to obviously raise a, a, a lot of money for, for these kids, but also get a, a win against Glenelg uh, early in the preseason, which uh, which has been good fun. Would be very good early. So uh, again, we put that on our social media yesterday. We will do the same thing again today. We are waking up to some some big news as well, and we'll discuss it more when we get into the sports update. But but everything on the big screens that we're seeing in um, the SEN studio, Tom Brady says he's retiring um, officially now. So this is one of those I'm officially officially retiring. It's not um, Tony Lockett style and coming back with a different number. He's he's saying it's for good now. So do you believe him this time, Gibbsy? It's it's timely as well with Super Bowl only a few days away too. Well, Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, is this the second time he's retired? He retired. And then, then he came a back. A month later. He then his wife like, left I'm, him. I'm back. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, it does look like this is it for the GOAT. Uh, and what a what an unbelievable career he's had, seriously, to still do what he's been doing at his age. I mean, you can debate whether he, he should have just hung him up after winning that, 
that title with the Buccaneers. Mm. Um, and you know, there, there's, I reckon there might be a little bit in him somewhere deep down that uh, he'd still want to go on again. But um, yeah, you, you can't you can't argue with with what he's done over his journey. He's not one of the the goats of obviously the NFL, but the goats of sports in the history of the world. If you had to pick one jersey to get of Tom Brady, are you getting the Patriots one or the Bucks one? I mean, which one has more significance? Because I'm instantly thinking the Patriots one for me is the one where he's won the more more Super Bowls and you think that's the one you want hanging up. But the more recent one is the Tampa one. It is. And from where Tampa was and for him to come in and do that off the back of, I think it was his first season, wasn't it? Mm. To come and, and take them to, to a Super Bowl was quite unbelievable when you when you strip it right back. Um, I'd I'd take either to be honest. Okay, I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be arguing either either one. We don't want to talk too much about inside stuff here at SEN. If you are walking on King William Street, you'll see us in Studio Lumo SA. We're powered by Lumo Energy. Um, I woke up this morning at quarter to four, and what I decided to do was check my phone. It's what I always do. Needed to keep the the light down a little bit so I didn't wake up anybody in my house. And I feel that this is a a celebration this weekend. So it's um, my mum's 70th birthday celebrations over the weekend. She's not listening, but um, happy birthday, mum. So what I did is I checked my emails. I wanted to see what was happening on the show today just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, And I wanted to read something out because I'm on the SENSA email group. I don't know if you're on that, but basically it's an internal email where you get stuff from all the staff. You've obviously made it here at SEN. Yeah, I've made it. No email address for me. Well, I got it and uh, received an email from Justine Erickson, who is a staff member here. And basically the the subject of the email was news around the world of SEN this week. So it circulates and um, Justine shares things internally about the company saying how good you're sounding on the breakfast show, things like that, which I love, right? So what I scrolled down to really quickly was there's a couple of farewells. So we say farewell to Matt, who's in Melbourne, and Abigail, who's in Sydney. So thanks for all your service. Um, And then we get to the birthdays. So I wanted to go through a couple of birthdays for the SEN SA staff members. Okay. First of Feb. So yesterday, happy birthday to John Brooker. Haven't met John before, but happy birthday. Hopefully you had a good day. Um, today, it's Metten's birthday on the 2nd of Feb. Tomorrow, the 3rd, Brendan English. So we're building up here, right? On the 4th of Feb, really significant day. Um, birthday shout out from Justine from SEN to Justin Penniston, Evan Goldback, and Gian Fredericks. Um. My name's not there, and I was flat. That's why I haven't been asleep since 3.45 this morning, because I'm like, I, I work here, and um, I'd like to be said happy birthday to. When, so when's your birthday? Feb 4, alongside oh, Justin, Evan, there and John. Um, so I know that you're on air on Saturday morning, and if you don't say happy birthday to me, <laughs> there's a chance that I'll resign. Okay, that's fair. I might just write that down. I think you need to write that down right now. I don't want to make it about me because it's not a significant birthday, but I'm flat. You're flat? Yeah. So you haven't been here for very long. Mm. So you reckon, did you did you have to fill out any forms when you, you know, signed your contract? To they should know. Write your birthday down in there. You know, that's that's, what they yeah, do? that's so semantics. They plug it into, all the, into, the, they into should the database. Know. They should know, mate. So uh, <laughs> they should know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm flat. What's going to get me up and about, though, is in a moment we're going to get Jace, our producer, in here um, to talk about what is on social media. We'll put a couple of polls up as well. And I'm going to play for you the greatest audio that you have heard in our time. I'm really intrigued. What's, it's sporting uh, what's audio going? too. So uh, we would love your interaction. <laughs> Send us a text. 0427-154-166. We're going for 20 degrees today. It's 13 minutes past six. Good morning. Tire Power. Best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 18 minutes past six. Good morning to you. Our number is 1300 736 736. We're getting prepped for a sports update very soon. The athlete's choice of performance, hydration, drinks. Jace, our producer, is here as we get into the wire. Morning, Jace. How are you going? Good morning. How are we, boys? Good. You found your car keys all right? Yeah, I did. And I'm just tweeting, believe it or not, as we're trying to get this going. So <laughs> we can I, hear it. I lost my phone. Uh, I couldn't find my phone this morning. So I've had a good couple of days. Yeah. Get here late yesterday. Can't find my phone this morning. How well do you reckon I'm travelling at the moment, boys? We all have these moments, mate, and it doesn't matter. Um, we've sent an email into Hutchie. So uh, we'll you. just see how that goes. Yeah, okay. What's on uh, social media today? Um, there is a bit going on. So we've got a couple of, um, well, I don't want to call them low-hanging fruit, but I mean, I'm, I think I know the response we're going to get to these Twitter polls that we're going to put They've up. They've really talked it up. <laughs> I guess I Why don't you just have. give everyone the results now, Yeah, Jess. I might have. <laughs> Thank you very much, boys. But look, I'm, uh, before I get to that, can I just, can I talk about Tom Brady for a minute? Because, and I know you've got some audio there. I'm, Wanted to wanted to just, uh, just acknowledge the great man on SEN on an, uh, a a program earlier in the week. Kane Corns was talking about Novak Djokovic being the greatest athlete of all time. Tell me, Tom Brady, and I heard what Bryce said earlier on in the show, and I think he's bang on. He's got to be in that discussion, doesn't he? Absolutely, he does. Surely, he's in that discussion. So. I'd have him in front of Novak because uh, you judge people against their peers. Who's ever going to win seven Super Bowl rings again? I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think we're just a bit hesitant about starting beef with Kane. So we're just going to um, say, yes, we're on board. Actually, let's just play the audio right now of Tom Brady with his announcement on social media. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, yeah, my competitors. You get the gist. Uh, I could go yeah. on forever. There's a bit windy many. where he yeah, recorded. Yeah, I would have yeah. done a re-record, to be honest. Yeah, if you're going to do that, yeah. just get out of the wind tunnel. Especially yeah, yeah. when he said uh, this speech is not going to be long-winded. And then it became oh, long-winded. That's, oh, that's, all, yeah. that's all I could hear. No, that's good. That's very good for you, Bryce. <laughs> well played, B. Gibbs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of ties into our first uh, Twitter poll question today. What major American sporting event would you like to see in Australia next? We've had Major League Baseball here in the past at the SCG. Mm -hmm. We've had... 
Um, well, NBL teams come across, but I don't know that we've ever had an NBL, uh, NBA game for points, have we? There's been no NBA game. There's been a Team USA match in 2019. So they've had a, an ex... Well, it was a FIBA-sanctioned match, but we've had... Uh, NBA players here. Okay, so uh, we're going with the big four over there in the States. Uh, NFL, NHL, NBA and MLB mm-hmm. is in the baseball. So which one of those would you like to see next? The other one is uh, a bit of a shot from left field. Should the NRL bring back the Adelaide Rams? Now, this is a perennial question. We've asked it a few times. It's time to do an actual poll on this and find out how many NRL fans we've got. We've got the Redcliffe Dolphins gearing up for their first um, run in the NRL coming up a little bit later on. We're talking about expansion in the AFL. And as a side note to that, if there's four teams in the NRL in Queensland, why are we stuck with just two AFL teams in Adelaide and Western Australia? Will we ever see a day where there'll be more than two? Mm, That's an interesting one. We are on uh, Twitter where the poll is, which is at 1629SENSA. Have you located the Velcro wallet for the Adelaide Rams, Bryce, that you mentioned you had the other day? I have. Are you going to bring that in at some stage? Do you want me to bring it in? Yes. I'll bring it in. Oh, we've got to see it. I should bring it out, actually. Like, just use it daily. I think no, but then you've got a risk of losing it, and you can't lose that. Yeah, it can't be replicated. So, can you? Uh, your mission today is to take a photo when you go home and send it in, and we'll I chuck can, it on I social media. Who were some of the players that played for the Rams? Text us in uh, that as well, because I, I can't remember back that far. That was a Super League turn of the century, I think. So, um, did you follow the Rams much? Oh yeah, you did. Michael Maguire, yeah. Wayne Simmons. When did the Rams finish up? Oh, when Super League did, um, 2001-ish. Okay, so that yeah, I, I moved to South Australia in 99, so I was on the yeah. back end of the Rams. Okay. All right, well, you Ke- can send Ke- us a text. Karen Walters, the skipper? Yeah, oh, of course. Oh, oh, the big dogs, yeah. 0427-154-166, that's our text line. Uh, now, stay with us, Jace, because, Bryce, it's, it's, it's now time to play for you the greatest audio that you are going to hear this week, by far, potentially on this show, potentially on SENSA. So, uh, it's a sports show. And this is sports related, but over the past 24 hours, a Guinness World Record was broken. A sporting one. Do you follow Guinness World Records? Uh, I used to as a kid. You know, the book the you big used book, to yeah. buy every year. Yep. It used to be just a staple Christmas present in my house. Wanted to introduce you to a guy out of Idaho. His name is David Rush, and he has broken a Guinness World Record. Before revealing what that is, I want you to listen to the audio and then you can tell me what the record is. So I'll leave your microphone on. Think carefully about this. Here we go. David Rush. Yeah, he made me take my wedding band off. As you can see, we got some blisters here. That's for another record I'm planning. I don't know what the previous record was or how many we got, but I'm pretty sure we trounced it. Three, two, one, go. Jason is so sad Australia because I can't take this seriously. So I can, I can. So, all right. So I. It's much clearer on the video. Can I just? (laughs) (laughs) Take me jumper off. David Rush in Idaho has broken the Guinness World Record 
for fist bumps. <laughs> Consecutive fist bumps. What, with himself? <laughs> <laughs> he did it with his neighbour. Here he is. That is 297 fist bumps in 30 seconds. However, 24 of them had to be disqualified because they didn't meet the fist bump qualification set by Guinness. New record, 273 fist bumps in 30 seconds. Wow, we. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Time to oh boy. <laughs> it's SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tire Power. Best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Going for 20 degrees across Adelaide today, 19 tomorrow as well. Good morning to you. Our tall back line, one 736 736 Got a sports update next, and we'll also find out what's happening in the EPL with a couple of big-name Australians going to new homes for big dollars. And, uh, Gibbsy, before we go to the news, um, in the sports update, I'll need to find out some of your time ti- time trial times. Um, good, bad, indifferent because uh, one of the best T20 cricketers in the world has struggled to make the squad because they haven't met the time requirements, which is making news uh, everywhere. So have a think. Yes. Well, that's uh, that's setting very, very high standards, isn't it? Not uh, adding someone to your squad because they haven't met the their time required to, to play. That's true. We'll find out who that is next. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 25 minutes to 7 on this Thursday morning, 20 degrees we are going for today. Some big name guests on the show as always from the Norwood Football Club, Jade Rawlings will speak to before 8 o'clock. Ryan Harris, former Australian pace bowler. One of the great ones as well, part of the SEN family and Ian Clark from the Adelaide 36ers. We are here, thanks to Morn Team Ford Mount Barker. For V6 Ranger, let's get into a sports update, Gibbsy. Let's do it. Uh, and this is an unusual one. Pakistan-born Australian cricket star Usman Khawaja has been denied, a v- d- denied his visa into India only two days out from the first test. The left-handed opener says he was the only member travelling uh, he was the only member of the travelling party who didn't receive uh, clearance on his visa. So the rest of the team flew out on Tuesday, uh, but Khawaja is still hopeful of flying out this morning with uh, a few other Cricket Australia officials. So a um, bit of a hiccup there for, for Uzi. Yeah. Hopefully they can sort that out. He's still going with his speech at the Allen Border Medal as well. That went for so long. Um, our very own uh, SEN is going to be uh, broadcasting that tour of India as well. Um, Steve Smith spoke to the media at the airport as the team departed, said he was excited for the challenge. Looking forward to getting over to India. It's going to be a great challenge for us, so um, can't wait. Well, I've never won there. I've been there twice. Um, in fact, it's, it's been very difficult playing there, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be good fun and, yeah, hopefully we can have our plans in place and, and play the right style of cricket and hopefully have some success. Uh, to the BBL now, Brisbane Heat coach Darren Lehman is preparing his team for their biggest challenge uh, of the BPL season, taking on the Sydney Sixers in tonight's Challenger final at the SCG. Uh, we all know the Heat will be without their or four of their first-choice players who took off uh, on that Australian test squad to India. Uh, Lehman spoke... 
about the possible revamp of the BBL finals uh, and the future and the focus on the falling iconic day and ground. I'd love to see a finals day on Australia Day, for example. Uh, you know, I can't. Uh, I don't know why we have who obviously have home finals etc. But a finals day, second place, third, and then the winner straight through MCG two finals on the one day would be pretty good, wouldn't it? A uh, hundred thousand people get to that to watch that. I reckon on Australia Day. So you know, I think they've got to be proactive how they look at the the scheduling. But having said that, you know, we're now what sixteen games in. Um, it, it is a long tournament, so the players from overseas don't want to spend 60 days away. So we've got to condense it in those reasons as well. And I think if we do that and finish it early, those other tournaments don't come into the mix as much and we'd be able to get our overseas players to stay the whole time. This is a sports update. Thanks to Prepped, a delicious fruit-based smoothie clinically proven to boost hydration and reduce fatigue. Mentioned this before the news, South African legend Dane Van Nierkirk has been left out of South Africa's squad for their home T20 World Cup campaign after Gibbsy failing to meet the minimum criteria for fitness. So Van Nierkirk ran a personal best 2K time trial. So this is a PB, 9 minutes, 48 seconds last week. But South Africa's fitness standards require its women to do so in at least 9 minutes and 30 seconds. So 18 minutes too slow. Van Nierkirk is the only woman to have scored more than 1,500 runs and taken more than 50 wickets in T20 internationals for South Africa. Captain the side in all formats since 2016. So it's ruthless. As you said prior to the news, um, they're they're making big calls and, and setting elite standards. It's, it's tough, though. It certainly is. And you're pretty stiff to run a PB and, <laughs> and still not meet the requirements. But what baffles me, 2K time trial, comparing it to cricket, I know you, you still need to be fit, absolutely, but 2K... A 2K time trial relevance to, I just don't, does it really matter? I don't know. It hits close to home as well like, because Darnay's played for the Adelaide Strikers yeah. in the WBBL. So she's one of us, mate. So we need to we need to protect her. Um, let's talk about your 2K time trial. So I've tried to do a 2K time trial before just to see if I can run. And it's, it's tough um, for you, elite athlete, talk us through your best 2K time trial and what is deemed reasonable. <laughs> so, so I have, I get chills every time I, I talk about this stuff because I've, I've battled with 2K time trials my whole career. I'm just not a, just not my cup of tea, not in my generics, whatever it may be. So I've always struggled to, to put out good times. And it's, uh, it got to a point where it started to become a bit of a running gag uh, at uh, the clubs that I was at. So the people involved will be uh, snickering to themselves, uh, no doubt. So I always found it a challenge. Always still had a crack and tried to put your best time forward. And um, for a midfielder, yeah, I was well and truly not in the elite times that, that the elite midfielders run uh, in terms of a, a time trial. So, I mean, anything closer, anything between 6 and 6.20, I think, is would be... On you know, on par for for the elite midfielders of the competition. So uh, that's three three minute ten k's you're averaging. Yep, some guys go under that. You know, the real gun runners. I think Ed Kerno was the best I've seen. Uh, he ran a five fifty one year, uh, which kidding. is uh, when you think about it, it's absolutely ridiculous. So that's four minutes faster than Darnay Van Nierkirk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he'd he'd be nearly lapping me. I, I remember I'd be at the I'd have about three hundred to go. I look over my shoulder, and Ed would be just crossing the line, finishing. 
Really? So, yeah, he was. Uh, he used to fly around the track. Um, but I, I was, yeah. I mean, I, I my quickest uh, from memory was I think about a six forty. Uh, that was one preseason. I I lost a lot of weight and I didn't have much on me. Um, but I was more of a seven minute two k. I was, which was towards the back end of the whole squad. Really. Okay. Um, when you when you look at it as a whole, but. Um, yeah, it's it's obviously times have changed over the over the years. We used to run a three point two when I first got to Carlton. That was the, a whole lap around Princes Park. Yeah, um, and yeah, some guys were were obviously really good at it. Some guys struggled. Some guys didn't care about it. I, uh, Brendan Favola in, in one of my first time trials that we ran, uh, we're running around the park, and he decided uh, he just wanted to get a drink. So <laughs> half halfway running around Princes Park, he just stopped. Walked over to the drink fountain, casually just had a drink, and just decided to start trotting off again. I love Halfway stories through. like this. I love <laughs> stories a three, like this. A 3K time trial. Dano Van Nierkirk also coming back from a broken ankle. So, I mean, there's a, there's a fair bit of pressure. Um, people who are trying to get out of fitness sessions and stuff I love, there is um, there's folklore here in South Australia that a former player of Adelaide United, who's not with the club anymore, in the off-season they were instructed to do fitness programs and given GPS so they could track everything that they did. This player, uh, according to my knowledge, attached the GPS to a dog and got people to walk the dog. <laughs> so they didn't need to do the running, but by the GPS, they were very fit and active in the off season. Yeah. And I rate that. I think that takes commitment and courage. I think that's really good. The other question I had about these time trials is because when, when I run, I have to listen to music. I have to. Are you allowed to listen to music? No, you're not allowed to. No. Why? Or traditionally, no. No. See, I think that's a challenge because then you just hear everybody breathing aggressively. Yeah. Oh, well, that's just, that's a, it's always been like that. They've never allowed, allowed music. And you know how I said there'd be people out there listening to this, having a snigger to themselves. Yes. Shout out to Matt Hass, who was the... Uh, Head of uh, S&C at the Crows uh, when I first got there. And he just said, having a little giggle listening to your 2K time trial uh, talk. So uh, morning to you, Hassie. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Let's get into the round ball game. Uh, Premier League is only on Optus Sport. There's a lot going on in the Premier League, especially when it impacts uh, a couple of Australian players as well. We, we briefly touched on it yesterday, Bryce, but now it's official. The good news about Harry Souter. It certainly is. And how good is this? Uh, having a, an Aussie back into the, the Premier League and with Leicester too. They're, uh, they're starting to build nicely and um, they've, they've been eyeing him off for a while, actually. Yeah. So um, Brendan Rodgers uh, gets his man um, on a reportedly uh, $27 million contract. So um, well done to Harry. Does it Well-deserving. It's pretty good. And the, the other good thing I, I love about the Premier League and football is that the flow on effect that happens from parent clubs. So basically, uh, Harry signs with Leicester. Um, Stoke will get that transfer fee, but then that drips down into Dundee United as well, which is a really good system to, to just show the development and, and growth of the players. Um, and uh, that that's great for them. Also, really quickly with the round ball, if we, we focus a little bit more on um, the A-League more specifically, um, another former Adelaide United player is playing for Melbourne Victory, which disgusts me because there are too many former Adelaide United players playing for Victory now. But a, a man who was the first goal scorer in Adelaide United's championship match against Wanderers, Bruce Kamau, is coming back to Australia and signed with uh, Melbourne Victory. So it's good for Bruce. It's great for the league. But I feel sick. 
Well, they need all the help they can get. Melbourne United being uh, on the bottom, victory, of the, yeah, or victory, sorry, yeah. um, bottom of the table. So he'll certainly give them a, a boost, and they don't want to finish bottom. Like we said earlier, I we hope, want him to finish bottom. I hope he plays well and scores yep. a hat trick in every game, but they lose four three. Correct. That will be fantastic. Uh, once again, that EPL update, the Premier League. You don't miss a second of it. Only on Optus Sport. If you can get in touch with us as well, zero four two seven one five four one double six. It's SENSA Breakfast. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Nine minutes to seven on this Thursday morning. 2nd of Feb, 20 degrees across Adelaide today. We are here at Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Jade Rawlings not too far away. And Adelaide 36ers fans, if you have anything you want us to ask Ian Clark, you never know. It might be the last opportunity we hear from him as the 36ers season at home wraps up on Friday night. Send us in a text, 0427 What we like to do here, Gibbsy, is hear from um, all of our stable mates from the SEN family to see what's making news over the past 24 hours. And there's a fair bit going on. Yeah, there certainly is. Um, we've got a couple of ripping bits of audio here, and we're just going to play them and then discuss them. All right, here is initially, uh, we're going to start off with Craig Tiley, who's taken care of the Australian Open for a very long time, discussing the champion for the 10th time, his 22nd Grand Slam, Novak Djokovic. A lot of the challenges um, around Novak, he gets a bad rap. But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone can question his athleticism. This guy, I did see, he had a three-centimeter tear in his hammy. He had a tear last year in his stomach. And, and all those... So are you, say, are you saying there was a there was a tear in, in the hammy? You, you saw the scan? Yep, absolutely. And the doctors are not going to tell you. They're going to tell you the truth. And, and, uh, and so he, you know, I think there was a lot of speculation of whether it was true or not and it's hard to believe that someone can do what they do with those types of injuries but but i you know he's remarkable he's he's, he and to deal with extremely professional he's so focused on everything that he does every single minute of the day what he eats what he drinks when he does it how he does it um there's no breakdown no mental breakdown ever in anything that he does and he's been through a, a lot and uh and to win 10 Australian Opens, uh, I don't think that's ever going to be repeated. Have you done your hamstring before? I've been pretty good over my journey. I haven't really done many soft tissue injuries. I have. I do remember one hamstring I did, and yeah, it was it was a big one. Um, but other than that, no, I've been been pretty lucky. But if he if he had a three centimeter tear in his hamstring mm. and continued to one play and play at that level that he was. That's quite remarkable. That's a big injury to have too. If you think about the way that a tennis player's body is positioned when they're waiting, especially to receive serve. So you're crouched down. You're basically in a squat position, putting pressure on that hamstring for like, he's lucky that he didn't have to play a five setter because potentially if it went to five sets, who knows what would have happened? Well, you're spot on there. I think he only lost one set for the whole tournament. So he tried to keep him short and sweet, but I mean, you can't, no one can question his professionalism and the way he's moving for someone of his age and to, to continue to put the output that he's putting out 
uh, I don't think anyone can can question that. And and, he, and as I said, if he has played, if that's true, which I think, if you take it on his word, yeah. that, that it is, um, geez, he must be built different because not not many people can do that. Big Dwayne's World yesterday, uh, where Dwayne Russell caught up with footy historian Cole Hutchinson uh, on Colin Carter's proposal for VFA premierships being counted in the AFL. So this is a big contentious issue, even here in South Australia, when we talk about Sandville premierships. Let's have a listen. So do you think Colin Carter's suggestion uh, will get up? Do you think the AFL will rub a stamp at NAD? I think it is. Is it 27 years of VFA that preceded the VFL? Yes, it is 27. No, I can't see it getting up uh, because, um, uh, in my opinion, the the VFL was a breakaway group from the VFA. Uh, There was no link between the two. And uh, as you would know, the VFA continued operating anyway right through for the next um, 100 years or so. I certainly agree with Colin in better acknowledging that history before 1897 but not to treat it as the same competition as uh, we have currently with the AFL, previously the VFL. It's always going to be in the discussion because the the competitions change so much. I know a lot of the um, Adelaide Crow supporters listening would like it to change here in South Australia as well. Oh, I mean, I mean, he makes a good point. If it if it was classified as a breakaway league at the time, like it makes it hard to to add, doesn't it? Like, I think so. I, like, but where do you, where do you draw the line exactly, though? Like, that's the, that's the challenge thing. because there's there's so many inconsistencies. You know, you, if you think from a Port Adelaide point of view, they were playing in the, the best competition in South Australia and they won all of those premierships, but according to the AFL, then. There's one, and then the club suggests otherwise, but then you look at the VFL or VFA premierships, they're, they're they, included. They yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I kind of feel like we'll never settle on an agreement. No one's going to be happy. Well, who's proven to be right? Who's proven to make these decisions when there is so much that has to be taken into account? Definitely. From different states across uh, Australia, the, the different leagues. So, yeah, I think it's just best to be left. Also good to hear from uh, Will and Drew from Port Adelaide yesterday who made some really interesting comments about Coach Ken Hinckley, how he's handled pre-season and how he has come back with some new ideas. Uh, let's have a listen to Willem. How has Ken handled this pre-season so far? Yeah, he's come back this pre-season. has brought a, a lot of um, new things and a lot of energy. And um, yeah, as you said, he gets along really well with all the players and um, he's really honest in his feedback and, and how he sees it. And um, that's, how we all like it as well. So um, a really honest, open relationship and, um, yeah, he's been great so far. Fire up in pre-season or is, it, is he fairly controlled? Oh, he's fairly controlled, I suppose. It just, yeah, it just depends. If, if there's something that he's not liking or whatnot, he'll always make sure that he says it. But, um, yeah, for the most part, he's pretty controlled. Yeah, but he definitely can fire up, that's for sure. So they've got an uh, internal trial in a couple of weeks and, obviously, we mentioned yesterday both teams are heading to Western Australia for those hybrid pre-season games hearing that from Willem Ken needs to do something yeah he, he does and it uh it's funny that he said oh, has he been grumpy is he fired up a bit but he said oh, he's been pretty level-headed but I dare say with uh, with their zero and five start last year he would have certainly fired up and, and let the boys know what he was thinking but I mean the to hear that he's bringing new ideas and and new things to the group that doesn't surprise me Ken's been a, an absolute pro 
as a as a senior coach for a very long time, and you don't last that long as a senior coach if you don't continue to evolve as a coach and a person and and look to bring ideas to the playing group to to help get the best out of them. So uh, that doesn't really surprise me hearing that. I feel as well some of those new ideas might come from below where we spoke to Josh Carr already where someone like him can bring in a lot of new ideas which can get um, Ken's mind ticking over and sometimes you need to be challenged on your ideas to create new ones for yourself. So that can only mean good things. Before we go to the news, uh, we have had a text come in on the text line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. This is from Big Rig. Bryce, can you give us an update on Jonty Shuback? Will he play league in round one? Yeah, great question. Uh, so Jonty Shuback's the son of uh, Jacob Shuback, who played for the Crows uh, for a number of years. He also wore number 26. He did. Just as a fun you fact go. for okay. you. Yeah. Good. Uh, Bix would hate that. Good memory. All right. We'll <laughs> add, it, add it to the list with a Harry Schomburg and it. all the rest of them. Um, he has been very impressive. He's still pretty young, still pretty raw, but uh, his training intensity has stood out. Um, got a lot of pace, kicks the ball really well. Uh, we've, we're going to start some some match him over the next couple of weeks, and he's looking to put his best foot forward. And uh, I can probably say, yeah, he's certainly not far away from uh, cementing a, a spot in that round one side. Thanks, Big Rig. We are here thanks to Tire Power Selected Kumo Tires at 25% off. Uh, Sandful fans, we're going to continue that conversation too as we catch up with Jade Rawlings next. Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills, coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Two minutes past seven. Good morning to you. 20 degrees across Adelaide today. Uh, Mark Bickley is joining the SENSA family in a couple of weeks. Countdown is on. Bryce Gibbs, I saw Bix yesterday. He was very excited. He's uh, full of energy. He's refreshed. Spending a lot of time with the family. You can tell he's ready to get back to work, so he's pumped. Yeah, nice. And you've worked with him previously, yes. so it'd be good to reconnect with him and yeah, but I'm going to be sad to say farewell to you, even though you're still part of the SENSA family on Saturday mornings with Tom Lyon and part of the footy coverage and hey, stuff. Yeah, hey, hey. we've still got a week or two to go. So just, yeah, I just you, get emotional. You can farewell me then. You okay. don't have to cut me off at the knees halfway through. Sorry, I'm getting a, a bit emotional. If this is the first time you've listened to SENSA, there's plenty of ways to get involved. Uh, our talkback line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. No matter how you're listening, whether it's on 1629 online or via the app, uh, Look, if you're going to do one thing today, we recommend you get the app because you can uh, connect with us directly via text or calling in too. And we're on social media on Twitter. Our Twitter poll, which is at 1629SENSA, we've put two up today. So the first one, what is the next major American sporting competition you would like to see played in Australia? Would you like to see an NFL game here, an NBA game, Major League Baseball coming back, or NHL question without notice Bryce pick one do you know have you ever watched the NHL live I have not watched it live I've, I've seen ice hockey before as in almost like the uh, the masters version of it when yep. um, that came to Adelaide and USA took on Canada I had a conversation with someone at dinner last night who went to New York to watch the NHL and they said that's the best live sport that you will see I'd, I'm nearly agreeing with yeah. the person you went to dinner with uh, it's a sport I don't know a lot about uh, you watch it on TV it looks fast pace and um, pretty exciting. And I have been to a game at the Garden uh, watching the Rangers play, and I was blown away. I was very, You couldn't see the puck live, but 
it didn't matter. They uh, they put on a pretty good show. So something a little bit different. I'd, I'd like to see the uh, the NHL come to town. I've been reasonably informed that there is a chance that there will be an NHL match in Australia this year. Just saying, there's a chance. There you go. Okay. So uh, thank you. I would, for the people who have been listening for the past few weeks or follow any of my social media, it'd be great to see an NBA match here. I don't know how they would do it logistically. Um, When the USA toured in 2019, all of the talk was that all of these big name players were coming and it sounds disrespectful to say none of them did because some of those players now have turned into superstars. So when you look back on it in 2019 in Australia, Jason Tatum from the Celtics played, Donovan Mitchell played, and these are now household superstars. Like Jason Tatum's one of the best in the league. But back then, everybody was waiting for James Harden or Chris Paul or LeBron or KD. So I think that would be really good. Um, And it would need to be played at a a pretty substantial venue though. Well, I was just going to say that the the one that probably comes to mind that would work the most seamlessly would be the NFL. You can imagine them playing at the MCG, 100,000 people. The field would obviously fit nicely in there and uh, there are a lot of NFL fans in Australia, so the uh, the hype and buzz that uh, that you could get around Melbourne and and Australia in general, if they were to play a game here, it'd be uh, it'd be pretty cool. I went to the college football when that came to Australia uh, in Sydney, which was amazing to watch. California Golden Bears um, played, and that was sixty five thousand people that they just loved it, and that Go was for nuts, a college match. Go yeah, nuts. it's the, a real pure form. The other question that we are asking. On our Twitter poll today, we'd love for you to get involved in that. Uh, with the NRL expanding into Queensland again, so the Redcliffe Dolphins, they've made a fair few signings already, especially with their head coach. Is it time to bring back the Adelaide Rams? Now, you are a card-holding member of the Adelaide Rams fan club with your Velcro wallet, so you're on board. I do, uh, and so is Callum's old man off the text line, uh, whose dad was an original Rams member, went to every game, but uh, now that they're not in the league, he follows the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But, um, oh, look, I just, I, it'd be cool. I actually don't mind the NRL. And some, if there's if there's a blowout on a Friday night in the AFL, mm. I'll happily switch it over and watch the NRL if it's if it's a close game. I, I don't mind watching it. And I, I would like to see the Rams make a comeback, but I think that is... 100 to 1 or a a million to 1 to happening. Here's some fun facts about the Adelaide Rams when you think about continuity and consistency in elite sports. So the Adelaide Rams was formed in 1995 for the Super League competition and we lasted two seasons. Um, The first in the Super League competition in 97 and the second in the second season in 98. We won 13 out of 42 matches. Crowd numbers, however, in the first season were the fifth highest of any first grade club that year. But the second season, our crowd numbers went to 16th. Um, And then the club was shut down at the end of the 1998 season as a result of poor on-field performances, dwindling crowd numbers, financial losses, and reduction in the number of teams in the NRL. They remain the only team from the state of South Australia to have participated in top-level rugby in Australia. So if we survive three years with our new rugby team, that's that's a win. That's, uh, we'll take that. But uh, yeah, you'd have to. There'd have to be a lot of research go behind it. You know, find out the the interest in in NRL over here. But it's, it's just they'd be competing with too much. 
unfortunately, and uh, not being a, a traditional uh, rugby state, say like New South Wales or Queensland, um, I think, yeah, you, you'd see similar numbers, I would have thought, across the board, Walshy. Do you think we are more of a chance to see a third South Australian AFL team, a second South Australian NBL slash A-League men's or women's team before we see the resurgence of the Adelaide Rams. You saw in the NBL, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, formerly the Devils, they are back. They are selling out crowds at the Derwin Entertainment Centre, the ant nest that they call it. Um, what are your thoughts? Are we more of a chance of seeing a, a different code bring a new team in or are you now going to lead the charge and uh, parade down King William Street with your Adelaide Rams Velcro wallet saying bring them back? No, I, I, well, I, yeah, I don't think the Rams are, are coming back and I don't think we'd be getting a, a third licence to host a, a, t- a third team here in, in South Australia, but the, the third team would be more likely. Okay. With the, with I'm the just here to ask here. the tough yeah, questions. No, you certainly are. And you certainly are. Maybe I could petition a, a team down down at Norlunga, maybe. Down at the Norlunga Centre. Is that so you don't have to travel as much? <laughs> so you're down there anyway. <laughs> Try and get another gig back what, in the system. <laughs> imagine that you, you retire from the Sandfall to play for the researching Adelaide Rams, okay? The Norlunga Ninjas or something. Uh, we had a text coming in. We appreciate your text as well. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're asking on the uh, the Twitter poll, which American sport would you like to have here? And we had a, an anonymous text, which we love. Uh, move to America if you want to see American sport. Our government can use their appearance fees to build another hospital and or ambulances. So thanks for your feedback. We're all about feedback and uh, especially 360 feedback. So let us know what you think. Uh, We are going to be chatting to Jade Rawlings from Norwood in the next couple of minutes as well. We are here live, Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good morning. Tyre Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. At quarter past seven, got a lot of texts coming in on 0427-154-166, all about which American sport should come to Australia and play an exhibition or in-season match. We'll get to them really soon, but right now we need to talk to the reigning premiership coach in the Sandful after an incredible one of the most exciting grand finals we saw at Adelaide Oval late last year. And now we can officially say uh, radio superstar, part of the SENSA family after doing an incredible job with Bonds last night. Jade Rawlings, good morning. Morning, Jared. How you doing, mate? Very well, thank you. Bryce Gibbs is here as well. We always like to ask our guests straight away, um, what's for breakfast this morning and how are you having your coffee, please? <laughs> I'm a coffee on the way into the work. We've got quite an um, ample amount of options down the parade to go to. But now I'm a service provider this time of morning with my two little ones, so rice bubbles and Nutella on toast, which I don't choose to have either myself. <laughs> So let's get uh, straight into it, Twiggy. Uh, how is the preseason going? Obviously, we're getting towards some pracky matches now, which is everyone's getting excited about, especially the players are sick of running around the oval and, and chasing each other. But um, how has it all been? Smooth smooth sailing, I hope, and uh, not too many injuries? Hey, Gibber, it's been an interesting one for us. Like The remnants of what you go through in the previous season has probably been a bit of a factor for us with some guys who are playing under 
duress and sufferance for portions of last year, in, in some cases half the year, and some more towards the back end of the four to six weeks. So there's been a few slow starters for us, but on the flip side, we've been to bring in some fresh, new, hungry, driven players that uh, will be ready to play if we had a game this weekend. We'd have quite a few of our new players be ready to go. They've got themselves fit and hardened and uh, mentally ready for the season. So been enjoyable. There's been no legacy of caught up in what happened last year, which I've been pleased about, which is driven by our senior group. And yeah, so we've got three matches coming up through March. I don't think we cross paths with South Adelaide, but um, yeah, we're looking forward to that side of it. I think we've got some guys who are ready to play and some other guys who need the time to be able to get more training in. Is that always a risk as well? You mentioned the, the drive of the players coming off such an exciting grand final win, but there's always a risk of mentally players being satisfied that they've they've won a premiership, so they're not as motivated going in. So that must please you that the leadership the leadership group have said, no, no, we, we've got what it takes to, to go again. Yeah, it's spot on, Jared. It's not something I've been uh, credentialed in because I haven't been exposed to premierships in my history. So that was the first one. And so it's the awareness of do you push them hard to make sure there's no contentment or people being satisfied or you allow them to revel and it's, it's a balancing act to make sure you don't um, try and dose it down as if it never happened but equally not live in the, up, up on top of the mountain where the air's pretty thin so uh, we, I think we've managed it well without having to talk about it too much to be frank and that's driven by players so it's a bit to do with leadership around the playing group with coaches and administrators but by and large we're, we're quite young and I don't, it's just there's some inexperience some guys are still and hit their their peak as players, so I suppose there's that natural drive to see where you can take it as an individual as much as a collective. So what about from a, a coaching point of view? I mean, last year you guys had a, an unbelievable consistent season uh, and then a, a great final series. Obviously, the game plan you've um, cemented into this playing group, they're really bought in and, and have, have played really well off the back of it. Do you, do you look to add much more to this pre-season and this coming season? Because as we know, when you're at the top, teams are, are looking to see what you guys do and and, and trying to, to better themselves as well. Do you, do you need to change too much or do you keep it pretty similar to, to what's working and, and just keep building on that uh, over another pre-season? It's probably the question I've asked myself every day since late September last year, Bryce, is, is what's, what works, what's right. Um, sometimes in footy, and you have been exposed to this yourself, but just because something has worked doesn't mean to say it's right. And on the flip side, just because something had maybe perceived to have not worked, it doesn't mean to say it's wrong. So it's always trying to work through where it sits for your group. And I think if you get caught up too much in what people might think of you or might want to try to take away from you, then you'll take your off core business. And we like to think we've got an identifiable way of playing, which stacks up at the pointy end of the year. And uh, we're not going to divert from that. There might be some slight adjustments in strategic stuff with how you set the ground up or what you might do at a stoppage. But... Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think our players don't get bored with how we play and I still don't think we've really, we're not at a complete level what this group could actually do. So where that takes us remains to be seen, but I'm not into changing things up for change's sake. And uh, yeah, we believe in what we do. So I, I, by and large, Bryce, I think we'll be a similar outfit to what we've been for the last two years. Some new faces joining the team, which are exciting, I'm sure, for yourself and, and the fans. What can you tell us about it? Because having a look at these players and where they've come from, some of them have AFL experience and some others from other parts of Australia and also from other Sandful clubs. So there's a really good mix of experience and youth, which I'm sure really excites you to see um, competitiveness on the training track, but also people pushing for spots when it comes to round one. 
that's exactly right, Jared. We've we're very clear in recruiting parameters over the last two seasons to be able to understand what this competition is about, what it demands, and what's going to enable us to set something up for a, a period of time. And um, we have pretty clear parameters that we go after to, to bring people in. And yeah, so we've been out that sometimes that's a cross section of AFL background, sometimes this NFL, and sometimes it's local. And the other one that we want to be really strong at is organic growth from our 18s and, and our current list. So a bit of a mix of everything for us. Uh, lucky enough to get Callow back from Hawthorne, who was with us for half a year in 2021, and Jack Saunders, who was an under-18 player with us, uh, had two years in the system, has come back. So that's always handy and nice to have people come back to your club and both fit in socially well as, as much as uh, what they were going to be able to bring as players. One of Bryce's teammates, uh, young Jake Creswell, he's a Tassie background, but went to up to Albury Wodonga and then came through South Adelaide for a year last year. So he's come in and been able to really grow his footy. Uh, Luke Bogle from South Adelaide has, has probably searched for a bit more opportunity. Uh, he's been able to complete a full pre-season. Uh, Patrick Walker from North Melbourne, who's had two years, boy from North Hobart. He's uh, yeah had an ankle reconstruction, so he's a bit of a slow burn, but we think he's going to be a player that will make us better. And another guy, Matty Ling, who was a first-round draft pick to Sydney about five years ago, had four years in the AFL at Sydney, wasn't able to quite get a consistent goal at it through injury and opportunity, but um, played five AFL games and was Geelong VFL last year. So, And there's a couple of Tassie boys, so I get a bit of... Uh, Mickey taking the enemy for how many Tassie boys have come to South Australia, but uh, they uh, they generally have a good time over here, Bryce, as I'm sure you found with your boys down at South. They like it over here. It's a slight step up from uh, you know le- level of footy and a bit more going on in Adelaide than what they were exposed to in Tassie. Yeah, you're certainly right there, Twiggy. We've got a few Tassie boys on our list at the moment, and uh, they certainly are good value. Uh, can I just get a word on Mix McElhaney? Uh, it's been reported that he's travelling really well at the Crows, and uh, he's potentially in line for a, a round one berth. You obviously worked closely with him last year, and, and that does that surprise you that uh, he's worked so hard and, and, and he's putting his name up to potentially play round one for the Crows this year? No, I'm not shocked at all. I got asked a fair bit about Max at the end of the year from a couple of people I'm good mates with in the AFL industry as to what's he like and would a certain level of draft pick be worthy. And I always kept saying to people, he just, just plays footy and doesn't get spooked by the level. So if he played Norwood under-18s, if he played South Australia, state game, if he played reserves for us, if he played for AIS, he just plays footy. He, he played three senior games for us last year and two of them were in finals. And so that side of him is never going to be a concern and he'll just play. And he's just a fantastic young man. He he competes. He's got a great family background. Obviously, Jim being a father, uh, his father being a player at Norwood, there's, there's a good uh, alignment there. But no, I'm a big believer in him, Bryce, and it uh, won't shock me that he plays early. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got all the hallmarks to be able to be that third, fourth, Boudet, Worrell type of player that they've probably currently got. But he, he's just got a lot of flexibility in how he plays, which I think suits the current game. Just before we let you go, Jade, uh, pre-season was near where I live in the peninsula area in Largs Bay. The, the squad went to the snake pit, the sand dunes. Now, were you <laughs> exposed to the snake pit because... Um, I've run it a few times and it's disgusting and I feel it's torturous and you've been in South Australia for a little bit now. Did you actually take part in the snake pit sand dune running or you just commanded it from the sidelines or didn't even make a visit to Largs Bay? 
I made the visit. I was a big believer in going down there. I had never seen it before. And, yeah, there's no easy way around the snake pit, I found out from my observations. I'm a... I'm just short of invalid at the moment, Jared. I can't move very well, so I'm unable to get around too well to be able to run it. But uh, it was a great experience. I'd heard lots about it. And uh, we actually were down there with West Adelaide at the same time. So Hearts and myself had to work through how we're going to share the snake pit. But uh, it's, a, it's good to get creative through the summer to a point. Uh, I think you can sometimes overdo too many of those activities and the players get a bit sick of it and wonder where it lines up for footy. But no, it was a really good experience in the great part of South Australia down there. Saying to Bryce, just before we got we on the line, one of the things I, I love about you is the, your ability to connect with the players we spoke um, prior to the final series prior to the grand final and as the, the players are about to make their way onto the field, I asked you what the message was and you said to have a look around and not take for granted that you get to play on Adelaide Oval and to play in one of the biggest games of the year and then the biggest games of the year. And uh, it's a credit to you and the Norwood staff, Jade. So I'm sure that theme will continue throughout the season and we appreciate your time on SENSA this morning. All right, good on you, boys. Good to speak to you and good job of what you're doing with the show. It's fantastic. Thank you very much. And he's part of the family as well. Um, have you done the snake bit before, Bryce? I have. Oh, actually, no, I haven't. Mate, it's no, disgusting. We, we've actually got our own version of the snake pit down at Norlunga. It's okay. called the Panther Pit. The Panther Pit? Through um, Port Norlunga there. Yeah. And it makes the snake pit look like a piece of, an easy piece of work. No, I don't agree with you because uh, the snake pit, there are sometimes snakes there like actual snakes. And I don't think there are panthers running around the panther pit apart from yourself. Why don't you come down with us on Saturday morning? Yeah. We've got uh, match sim mm. into the panther pit. Yeah. Well, so you can come and you can come and, uh, it's my birthday. Come, I can't come and sorry. run it with us. And then uh, <laughs> you, you can give the feedback. All right. Well, far out, man. That's, that's the most <laughs> aggressive I've seen. <laughs> it's 26 minutes past seven. I need to go have a cold glass of water. Cause Bryce Kibbs just got intimidating. It's SENSA. Good morning. Eight minutes to eight on this Thursday morning. We are here thanks to Morn Team. Morn Team for Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. We are taking your calls on one 736 736 We'll catch up with Ange very soon and also read out a couple of texts. Also, not too far away, uh, former Test cricketer. He's in South Australia at the moment, Ryan Harris. If you have anything you want us to ask him, just get involved. We'll do that next. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 24 minutes to 8. Happy Thursday. Going for 20 degrees today. We are live from Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Plenty of ways to get involved with the show too. You can download the app. Send us a text on 0427-154-166 before we speak to Ange. Bryce, got a few texts coming through. We do, and a lot of people are calling for the NFL uh, to come to Australia. So from Brent, also, guys, big fan of the NFL's Patriots and would love to see the Patriots take on the Dallas Cowboys under lights at the world-famous Adelaide Oval. That would be unbelievable. And, Tom, bring the NFL to Australia uh, I have a question for you boys. Uh, which AFL player would make the best quarterback? Um, maybe we can get to that one after we speak to one of our favourites here at SEN. And uh, Ange wants to talk about the VFA premierships. What do you got for us, Ange? Good morning, fellas. Um, great show, boys. Doing really good work. Hey, I was listening to the uh, conversation in the first hour about the VFA premierships. I just don't think you can count those premierships. Um, I, think, I think you've got to really respect 
you know, the history and culture of the clubs, like, you know, your big Victorian clubs, all the Victorian clubs, they got, and Port Adelaide, you know, and they've got culture, they've got history. I just don't think you can count the premierships. To me, Collingwood have, what, two or three flags, uh, North Melbourne two, Hawthorne, West Coast, they've got four, whatever it is. Um, you can't count the previous um, premierships. I just don't think it works. But then again, you look at the AFL, the way it's run, I think they should just keep calling it the VFL, you know, we've got the, the Premiership Cup still looks the same. It's the Brownlow Medal, it's the McClellan Cup, it's the Coleman uh, Medal. Everything's very Victorian-centric, you know. So, um, yeah, I think that they could be pushing people away uh, to watch from the game because, because of that. You know, when you get a, a competition that doesn't allow another, another club to wear a certain Guernsey, it just shows their true colours that it is a Victorian club. So to me, I, I think it won't be long before they actually do start counting the VFA premierships. Um, and a club like Port Adelaide won't, won't be able to count their premierships in their NFL. Just my opinion. Just not sure what you guys think. No, we love it, Ange. Thank you very much for getting involved. As we mentioned earlier, it's there's no one's ever going to be satisfied or, or settled. And it also it's really dependent on the club that you support. So if the AFL said what we are going to do is we are going to allow Port Adelaide Sandville premierships to count to the AFL, Port Adelaide fans up and about. Crow supporters, no, it's a no from us. It's filthy, yeah. So it just depends on on who you support. And Ange is right, though, with the even something as simple as the Premiership Cup Victoria, Brownlow Medal Victoria, which the majority of teams come from Victoria, but there needs to be that transition to, to be welcoming to every other side. Yeah. Oh yeah, you spot on. I think that we mentioned it earlier. There's just too, too many moving parts, too many teams, too many different stories, and yeah, I think well, you can debate it. You can debate it all day. We could have a whole show on debating whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. But we can't do that because we, we will run out of time because we have to do this. Bryce Gibbs, come on down. Needing to get five answers correct to win our undying admiration and affection. And this pen gets a ballpoint. All of that could be yours if the price is right. Really looking forward to today's edition of The Bryce is Right. We have done football songs. We've had done the uh, number four and uh, the, the best athletes who have worn the number four. We've done famous quotes. Today, Bryce Gibbs... What's your knowledge on sports movies? Uh, yeah, oh, I'd say pretty good. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound confident. Nah, yeah, I'm pretty good, I, I would have thought. All right, I'm going to play you five grabs from five different sports movies. I need to know the title of the film. Yep. Let's find out if the price is right. We're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. That's right, Jan. And just when you think they're about to break apart, ducks Ducks fly fly together. together. And when the wind blows hard and the sky is black, ducks fly together. And when the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture, okay, uh, ducks fly together. Bryce Gibbs, what do you think? One of my favourites, and I actually watched it last week Mm. with Charlie for the first time. Mm -hmm. That's uh, Mighty Ducks D2. Oh, that's specific. I'm so glad you went there. Yeah, uh, one of the greatest movie franchises of all time. That's just brilliant. It's always good watching it back, though. And I'm a big Mighty Ducks guy. For those of you who haven't seen it, go have a look. It's a story about an irresponsible lawyer who gets assigned to coaching uh, a local ice hockey team, and all of a sudden they become the best 
in the country and the best in the world. Um, there's fun things to observe in the Mighty Ducks movies, though, including the same actor played two different characters in two movies. So in one of the movies, he was the coach of the Blackhawks, and in another one of the movies, he just decided to be a different character in the movie. So have a look. Um, they've gone on to bigger and better things. Some of them, there's, uh, others have had personal struggles, but you're doing well. Okay, let's go into movie two on The Bryce is Right. Living with you, it hasn't been easy. People see me, but they think of you. Now with all this going on, this is going to be worse than ever. It don't have to be. No, sure it does. Why? You got a lot going on, kid. Oh, what, my last name? That's the reason I got a decent job. That's the reason why people deal with me in the first place. Now, the main voice I wanted you to listen out oh, for no, was the, me. the person responding. Famous movie. Um, famous movie franchise. This is not a trick question. It's not a, a trick it's question. It's Rocky. Yeah, it is Rocky. Well yeah, done, mate. I was going to say. Hey, uh, congratulations. You left it uh, the Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it's, gave a, it away, it's supposed to be yeah. challenging. The Bryce nice, is right. Nice. Okay, well, let's go to number three. You smiling? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think. So. Now you're thinking. First you smile, you know then this you one? think. Got to hold on to the ball, Pete. still fun. What's the title, please? Remember the Titans. Sure is. Another brilliant movie. You are on fire today. This is your best performance in The Bryce is Right. I'm getting confident by each question. All right. Two to go. Two to get. I'm still confident with this one. If you get five from five, we are celebrating outside on King William. Here we go. <laughs> Now look in the mirror and tell me what you see. I see Junior. You see Junior. Well, you want to know what I see? I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody. Bryce Gibbs, number four. It is number four, but it is my number one sporting. Really? Cool runnings. Cannot beat it. Cannot beat it. Bryce, you are on fire. And this is for a clean sweep of the Bryce is Right famous sports movies. Good luck. My name is Jean Girard. And I am a racing car driver just like you. Except I am from Formula E. I am the greatest one in the whole world. I have been following your career with great interest, Monsieur Bubi. <laughs> Is it shake and bake time? <laughs> Give us the title, please. Uh, Talladega Night. Yes! <laughs> five from five. Uh, That's your best performance in the Bryce's right. You are definitely right. That was right up my alley. Oh, we're going to play the intro again because you did so well. <laughs> Bryce Gibbs, come on down. Needing to get five answers correct to win our undying admiration and affection. And this pen, it's a ballpoint. All of that could be yours if the price is right. Best performance so far. We are here thanks to Tyre Power Selected Kumo Tyres by three. Get one free. We've got to straighten up a bit because we are going to be speaking to Ryan Harris next. Not too far away from your Adelaide 36's Ian Clark. So if you have any questions you want us to ask him, might be the last chance we get to hear from him in a 36's jersey too. So send them in. Um, Gibbsy, the good news, as we saw on the TV screens here in our studio, was uh, Usman Khawaja has finally made his way onto the plane to head over to India with the rest of the Australian squad who are preparing for 
for a big series, um, and that is going to be broadcast exclusively on SENSA2, a player who knows what it takes to wear the baggy green featuring in 27 tests for Australia and still heavily involved in cricket is Ryan Harris. Morning, Ryan. Yeah, morning, boys. How are we going? Very well, thank you. It's, it's going to be... An interesting start, obviously, with Usman Khawaja being held back with a, a few issues. So I'm sure that disrupts his mindset a little bit. But um, we're all waiting in anticipation for the Australians to make their way over to India after a really successful summer at home. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, a little minor disruption. Um, and and yeah, the politics in it with Pakistan and India, I guess, is the reason that it's, uh, it's popped up. But it's good to hear that it's all been... Solved, and he's uh, he's obviously on his what probably on his way over, or, or if not, this was probably this morning. But um, yeah, well, I'm like you, I'm, I'm I'm really excited for this test series. The, the summer here probably wasn't up to you know, the expectations, I guess, that everyone thought. Um, you know, the West Indies maybe, um, but the South Africa were quite disappointing. So um, you know, we we we, um, we played some we we played some good cricket. There's no doubt about that, but they, they were disappointing. But I think. Um, just, just hearing Pat Cummins talk and a few of the guys talk between, you know, between that last test and, and leading into this test series, um, I know they're excited. You can hear the excitement in their voice um, and the, the expectation that they have going over there. You know, not not winning over there for so long. Um, they, you know, the, the, the belief I, I think they they have from the outside, um, from my point of view, is, is definitely there. And I think they've got ten. I think it's ten players that have been. Um, that have been there before from the last tour, so that's definitely going to help as well. So, I think we're definitely a, a, a big chance going over there to break that that hoodoo. Well, it's certainly a, a mouth-watering uh, matchup, that's for sure, Rhino. Mm. And absolutely, you can tell the players are excited to to snap this this drought, this this winning drought that we have over there. Did, did you play over there? And what? Why is it so tough to win in India? Is it is it the wickets? Is it just the conditions? Yeah. Why is it so challenging? And why haven't we won over there for so long? Yeah, I, I unfortunately didn't play Test cricket over there, and that's the toughest format. I've, I've, I've played a lot of white ball or T20 cricket over there in the IPL, but it's just a different, unique. I mean, I mean, early, early on, you know, being being over there, it's, it used to be tough living arrangements, but now that you know, with with some of the food, a lot of before I even went, everyone would say, you're going to get sick at least once, if not twice, um, with the deli belly and whatever else. But that, that was always a tough part of us going out. But now it's, now it's not a problem because you're staying in six-star hotels. The, the, the accommodation stuff there now is out of this world. So that, that part's done. Uh, and the guys have spent enough time over there, um, whether it be on a test or another test tours or even, as I said, IPL um, you know, in, the, in the Premier League. So... But it's more the conditions. The conditions are just the, the wickets they 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 um, they have with the, with the amount of turn that they have. Um, it's just so different to, to what we have, and and we, we just haven't we haven't been able to adapt to it. I think last time we were there was probably the closest we'd been in a while. I think we won the first test, uh, but didn't, couldn't couldn't manage to, 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 to top it. You know, to, to, to win one more to, to sort of nail the series, but. It's just a turn, it's, and they're so good in those in in, um, in in their own conditions, as we all are. All the conditions at home that, that you're playing, you're always good in your own conditions. So it's always the challenge, the wickets, <clears throat> sometimes the the facilities as well. Um, you know that just it challenges as a, as a touring group when you're over there.
What are the, some of the things that we don't see, Rhino? You talk about acclimatising and making sure you're as comfortable as possible. We saw a photo of Marnus Labuschagne filling his cricket bag with coffee to, to take over there. And obviously, yep. a lot of the players we've seen, the way that um, when, when Adam Zampel was touring alongside Marcus Stoinis, those boys like to get involved as well. Is, is, it, is making yourselves as comfortable outside of the game as possible to make sure you're in the right mindset and, as you said, avoid getting unwell? Yeah, it is a bit of that. Um, it, it's it's taking over. I mean, the boys these days take everything with them. I mean, they take golf simulators and they take all this, all these things to keep them because I mean, you can't do anything. You can't go outside of the hotel. That's the other thing, and uh, which is a shame because the Indian Indian culture and the and, and the people and the places around, um, you know, is is it's an amazing place. It is an absolutely amazing place, and I managed to be able to get out a couple of times, being able to you know to get out and and, and go to a couple of you know whether it's pubs or shopping centres or whatever it is, it's, it's, it's a really good thing to do, but they can't do that. So, they, yeah, it's, it's about taking, it's about being comfortable and making sure that your preparation is as close to what it is back in your own conditions and, and all those things like coffee and like the other things I mentioned, that, that's, what, that's what they do and that's what they have. And we used to hear about Shane Warne taking over baked beans and, and all that sort of stuff to, to, to make sure he didn't get sick and, and, and got enough food intake to be able to go out. You know, I'm, I'm not sure the time of year in India, but it's normally hot, it's normally humid. Um, you've got to make sure that you're you're up to scratch with your with your food intake to they have fuel to burn to, when you're out in the field in that, in that day. So it is about that. It's trying to be as comfortable as you can. And but as I said, um, the, the hotels are now you know they're not staying in in um, in two or three star hotels. There's a six seven star hotels that they're staying in. So the food, the chefs in the in the hotels now are, are really good, um, and they prepare really good food. So and the other, I guess one other challenge is sometimes you know, what you do get over there is. Um, you, 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 you see a test wicket that you're going to play on. When you rock up the train, there's always two blocks, two blocks of wickets. In India, you get the conditions that are almost similar to the, the to the match wicket, and then Australia or the touring sides always get green tops. So it's never the same um, <laughs> practice conditions uh, that you get as a touring side that you're going to get in the in the match. And it's quite it's quite hilarious how that all works. That's uh, that's fascinating insight to say the least. Uh, so, what about the squad? Um, obviously, Mitchell Stark uh, will be missing. Who do you expect to come in for him? And do you, do you see any other changes? In maybe does Alex Carey come up and bat at six, get a bit more opportunity with the bat after uh, making some runs uh, over the summer? Um, anything anything different you can see with the with the squad this this uh, this tour? It's going to it's going to be fascinating that first team. Obviously, having Stark here. Um, well, raises a couple of concerns. Obviously, his pace and his and his skill is one, but what he does for Nathan Lyon when it comes to markings on the pitch and his footmarks that Nathan Lyon likes to hit um, for the right-handers. So there, there's a there's a little factor in that. But obviously, he's not going to be there. So I, I think the squad's really strong. I think they've got a lot of options. They've taken four spinners. One obviously very inexperienced spinner, but I you know it's probably more of a a, a learning tool for him um, for Todd Murphy. But I really like the the makeup of the squad. The, the, for me, the first test side is going to is going to rely a lot on what Cameron Green's doing as well. I think if Cameron Green is fit, which I'm not sure if he's going to be or not, um, that allows you to probably play Hazelwood and Cummins. You got Green as your third quick, and then you can play two spinners. Well, you got Lyon and then either Swepson or Agar, but then you got Trav Head in there as well. So you're really playing three spinners. Manus, who thinks he can bowl spin every now and then, he's your fourth if you need him. Um, so you've got a lot of options there, but I, I think. A lot of it at the moment um, heavily relies on that number six spot, which I think will be Cam Green if he plays, obviously. 
but he gives you those overs as well. And it's not he's not a medium pace. He bowls quick as well. So he's he's, he's massive for that the make up of that first team. If he doesn't play, um, oh look, I think you know whether Boland or they'll probably have to play three quicks and 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 somehow slot Ashton Agar or, or probably Mitchell Swept. So I'd say the Agar with that extra bit of batting as well, and Terry might slot up to six, um, up to six, and and Agar seven. So. But I mean, ideally, we, we, we want everyone fit, and Snark's not going to be. But we hope that I mean, I hope Cameron Cameron Green it, it does um, pull up okay. Um, and if, if that's the case, then the makeup of that team's pretty much spot on, obviously, but without Mitchell Stark. Before we let you go, Ryan, uh, and we appreciate your insight. It's been outstanding as always. Uh, it's it's bittersweet for BBL fans, especially for those fans of the <laughs> Brisbane Heat as well, because you basically lose half a squad. So um, we, we yeah. love our, our international cricketers doing what they need to do to wear the baggy green, but obviously it impacts the BBL. I just wanted to get your your thoughts on that and the, the situation that the BBL faces at the moment with the finals set up where we, we managed mm. to get our international players for a couple of games but not at the pointy end yeah it's really disappointing I was hoping that our CEO in, in Queensland Cricket had done something with, with, with Collider's visa to try and keep me fit tonight <laughs> but obviously that's not the case <laughs> uh, that's not the case but no it, it's it's really disappointing that they're not here but I, I, for me on the flip side we're, we were very lucky to have them this year because that series against South Africa was was, was cancelled so if they, if they play that we don't get them for half the games that they, they've played so it's obviously it's not ideal losing four big guns out of a side coming into a you know a sudden death final, um, but I think ultimately at the end of the day and and Wade Seckham and, and the coaching staff there and the planning around that um, you know is they knew that, that something like this is probably going to happen. So not ideal. We've got some good players coming in, um, obviously not international players as yet, but guys that can if they on their day play well they can they can contribute and, let's, and I'm sure that's what they're looking forward to. And then some of them haven't even played in the, in the BBL. Uh, one in particular, I think Sam Hasler hasn't played yet. So there's opportunity there as well, which is, which it also creates. And we're extremely grateful that Brisbane didn't sign Chris Lynn again because we got him at the Adelaide Strikers. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> no worries. And I had nothing to do with that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, would, he would still be there because he's a good mate of mine. <laughs> no, the, the insight's been brilliant, Ryan. We, we'd love to have you back at some stage soon as well. Um, SENSA getting the, the exclusive coverage to uh, the India series as well. So we hear yep. you're in Adelaide at the moment. Enjoy yep. South Australia, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting to you soon. Will do. Thanks, boys. That's um, that's outstanding insight, isn't it? Just to, to understand what the players go through when they make their way over there and the challenges that we don't see. It's more than playing cricket. Yeah, and, and the fun and games that come with it too in terms of that giving the touring side a, a different pitch to yeah. what they are probably going That's to be so playing good. on That's in so the lead-up to the game. So the, the games and the tactics start well before the first bowl's been bowled. So it's... um. Uh, that that he's a great chat, Ryan Harris. You would have seen as well in a lot of um, Premier League clubs, like the the setup of the locker room is so different for the home team, and then you go to the away team when there's a whiteboard on the back of a door and a, a half working whiteboard marker. They just want to make it as uncomfortable as possible, which I love. Like you want the home ground advantage. Yeah, well, if you've ever played at uh, Norlunga. Uh you, you, as the away side, you know exactly what uh, we're talking about. Okay, well, shout out to those teams <laughs> playing every Sunday afternoon in the Sandfall in season 2023. Ian Clark from the Adelaide 36 is not too far away. If you have any questions for Ian, uh, 736 or you can send us a text 0427154166. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 
At four minutes past eight, we are live in Studio Lumo SA Energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. Very soon from the Adelaide 36ers, Ian Clark will be joining us. Send your questions in too. Uh, and the great news about the basketball, the Adelaide 36ers, tomorrow night, Gibbsy, is that uh, we are broadcasting the game on SEN nationally. So it'll be Paul Bonza, our very own Bonds, with uh, Rupert Sapwell, the uh, backboard king. And uh, that's a brilliant call too. The 36 is their last home game. I got to wear Rupert Sapwell's championship jersey that he wore in 1998, and it still smelt. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, but it was amazing just to wear it. It was huge, but uh, he's he's brilliant. So the insight's going to be great with that live and local coverage, which is going around the country too, which is um, fantastic. So if you want to get involved, our text line 0427 154 166. We've had a couple of texts coming in. We certainly have. Uh Daniel paying tribute to the greatest sportsman we've ever seen retire in talking about Tom Brady. Uh, he's also liking you to um, Moby, a bit okay. of a lookalike. Well, Jared, let's be honest. Heard that one before? Well, I have. And let's just be honest. I'm follically challenged. So I, uh, I'm bald and uh, I'm comfortable with it now. Um, so I guess the, the safest thing to say is I look like every bald guy. We all um, look quite similar. Um, but I save money on haircuts. Um, I have to put sunscreen on when I go outside on my head all the time. And I look at your hair, Bryce, which is beautiful. So don't ever disrespect it. I saw uh, that photo of you on the front page of the advertiser, um, which was a very strange moment for me because I thought the biggest news story in South Australia on that day was that Ed Sheeran was touring. But no, you had a haircut and it was on the front page of the newspaper. Ed who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never heard that. So, did you get told to cut your hair, or you just thought you'd do it because it was a beautiful hair that took a long time to grow? It did. Nah, it was a bit of a running gag when I first got to the club between myself and Don Pike. Mm-hmm. He didn't rate it too highly, and he or he would always say, "I'm not giving you a game until you cut your hair." But uh, I'd always sort of semi-planned to cut it anyway. Uh, and I actually raised about 30, 30 grand for charity for Good. doing it. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was time to come off uh, and changing teams. I thought it was, was time for a fresh start. Okay, very nice. Uh, let's quickly have a look at our Twitter poll. You can follow us on Twitter with the NRL expanding into Queensland again with Redcliffe. Is it time to bring back the Adelaide Rams? What are our results that we are looking at? Yeah, well, over 100 votes in this one and it's pretty tight. Uh, 48% say yes, bring them back, mm-hmm. and uh, 51%, or 51.2%. Yeah, because we're missing a percent. I did. I went, <laughs> if you round it up, uh, if you quick math. Um, but, yeah, very close. Split opinions on the Adelaide Rams. And uh, what's the next major American sporting competition you would like to see played in Australia? NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, or NHL? NBA lead this one with over 50% of the votes, followed by the NFL the NHL and the MLB haven't got many votes at all, but uh, the NBA leads uh, leads that one. We are here thanks to more team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. Next, we'll catch up with Ian Clark from the Adelaide 36ers. Tyre Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 
12 minutes past eight, 20 degrees across Adelaide today, even cooler tomorrow. We are going for 19. It was a very good night for the Adelaide 36ers the other night, getting the job done against the Cairns Taipans. Franks works his way inside. Nice move. Let's hope they can keep it going. Oh. Oh, this man, Cleveland, who tried to throw it down, and then, oh, a little alley-oop reverse to Soda. Breaks in Cleveland. Ooh. He's been threatening to do that tonight. Goes upstairs, throws it down. That's great man business around the rim. Now Adelaide on the charge. Cleveland. Franks. Detch. Finally gets one to fall. Great ball movement on that weak side. Terrific contest. Cleveland's going to let it fly again. And this time he stares down the crowd. Clark. High off the glass. Oh my. And it's going to finish in a steal and a turnover. And the 36ers, their season is still alive. Very good win by the 36ers against the Taipans. It even gets more challenging on Friday night when we take on the Sydney Kings. That game is going to be broadcast live on SEN. A man who uh, we're very grateful to have for part of our squad for the back end of the season. Ian Clark, good morning to you, Ian. I'm sure you're looking forward to getting out there tomorrow night for the last home game. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, I definitely am. It's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, uh, ready for the crowd, and obviously excited to, to play our last home game. How's your experience been? It's It's been challenging as, as 36 as supporters. It's been disappointing because we can't make playoffs, and that was one of the reasons we recruited you from the reigning champs as the, the Sydney Kings that we needed to push to, to make our way through. As players, how do you reflect on the season? Uh, I mean, obviously – you know, we we've had some some bumps against the road, up against the road against us. Um, but from overall experiences, it's been great. Obviously, you know, I haven't been here as long as as everybody else. So trying to get my get my feet under me, uh, get to know everybody, and get to know you know the way that we play, the style that we play. But uh, overall, it's been a good experience. But like I said, we we know that we are better than what our record shows and and where we want to be as far as the standing. So um, you know, hopefully, we can just focus on what we can control, which is finishing the season off the right way. Yeah, I think you're spot on, and in, in terms of finishing off uh, on, on a good note, uh, we beat the Sydney Kings earlier in the year uh, when things were going pretty well. well they're obviously having a, a great season. Do, do you take confidence out of beating a team like that before and, and, and playing them again? Do you, do, you, do you get belief from that? Um, I mean, I can only speak for, for my experience. Obviously, um, you know, you want to be playing your best basketball around this time of the year. And so, and that speaks for both teams. So um, obviously, you know, early in the year, we, um, we ended up beating them. I, I kind of, I watched the film on the game and everything like that. So, but at the same time, they can be a totally different team by this time of the year. Obviously they're rolling. They have the number one seed locked in um, and they're feeling pretty good about themselves, which they should be, uh, especially being the, the, the reigning champ. So uh, we can't really, you, you, you can hold some, some, some kind of, you know, hold on to that win that we had earlier in the season. But at the same time, uh, you know, it could turn out to be a totally different game, a totally different team. So we've got to be ready for that. I had a text coming in from Josh from Aldinga Beach who wanted to know your thoughts on the difference in the game style between the NBA and the NBL. You've had a couple of seasons now to acclimatise a bit. We often hear that the NBL is a more grinding physical style. Have you noticed the stark differences between the two leagues? I mean... Yeah, obviously, you know the, the the rules are different. There's no three seconds, so you got guys more in the paint. Uh, it's a little the 
of course a little different. So, you know, it, it feels a little smaller out there without being having a lot of space. So, uh, obviously, you know, the, the obvious differences are there, but at the same time, to me, it's just basketball. You know, I come out and play the, the same way I would play in, in the NBA. I would play in the NBA just to, to go out and win. So, it's pretty much the same to me. So what's the attraction to Australia? This is a really good time for our league at the moment where the Next Stars program over the past couple of years have seen um, a handful of players, we think locally, with Josh Giddy playing really well in Oklahoma at the moment. But the NBL in Australia has now become a destination league for many players that are coming from the NBA like yourselves. You're a championship player with the Warriors and um, basketball in Australia now has a spotlight on it. Can you talk from your experience about why Australia and our league is becoming so attractive? Um, I think it's just the, the talent that you guys, you guys have over here. Um, you know, people want to go play against the best and obviously, you know, people can compare it to, to Europe. I've never played in Europe, so I can't really attest to that. But as far as... Um, you know the competition over here, the the style of play, uh, you know, it's 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 fast paced, up and down, so it's similar to to being back in the states. Um, but I think the most thing is is the competition. You know, you got if you got you know more guys that have come from NBA experience or high level experience that coming over here to play, um, you know, it's, it's just more attractive, and that's one of the things that stuck out that stood out to me um, in, in my, my in my experience last year and, and coming back this year as well. What are your thoughts on the fans? Ian, tomorrow night will probably be another sellout again, which will mean four in a row. And the, the fans have been outstanding this season, especially during some pretty challenging times. I'm, I'm sure they give the team a bit of a lift. Oh, definitely, man. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Um, you know, even even coming, even being on the other side of it, you know, last year coming to play here, it was still loud. But being on the being on the good side, I would say, uh, where, 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 where you got the fans cheering for, 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 for me, necessarily but for us as well um it's been great and i've been i've been so happy to to see them stick with us throughout the year um even my my last couple months here uh seeing the fans just come out and set out every game and support us you know no matter what has been great so i'm looking forward to seeing them show up tomorrow night so it sounds like you've had a, a pretty good experience here in adelaide so no doubt it'll be an easy decision to sign on with us for next year uh, you, you're trying to put me on the spot right now. <laughs> We've got a contract right here. I certainly am. We've got a contract. We're ready to go. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think about next year until after this year is over. So you know, I'm, I'm focusing on right now, finishing these last two games, and, and we'll, we'll worry about that when, it, when, it, when that roll comes. All right, this is the final thing we need you to do for us, Ian Clark. Uh, your former coach in Chase Buford, we we love watching him because um, he received the fastest tech foul I've ever seen in the NBL when they played against Tassie the other day. So we know that he has a short fuse and he could go off at any second. So tomorrow night, what we need you to do is get under his skin, ensure that he gets a tech foul so we can have the mind games won already. Anything we can do to beat the Kings would be brilliant. So can you please turn your attention to that? <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll try. I know, obviously, you know, Chase is, is really, he's, he's fired up for the game, man. And that's one thing that you could say about him, his passion for, you know, he's going to be animated on the sideline, but he, he knows it's all love. So hopefully I can, I'll do my best. He, he, he knows what kind of competitor I am as well. So 
I'll, I'll, I'll do anything to, to make sure that we insert a win tomorrow. No, we've loved having you in Adelaide, um, especially off the court as well. We know that the calibre of person that you are and all the, the IP and experience you bring from uh, your, your championship, but also your experience in basketball is going to be paramount to the rest of the squad. So, Ian, thanks for everything you've done for the 36ers. Hopefully we can present a contract to you in the next 24 hours and you can sign it and you can be back next year. But um, good luck tomorrow night and now for our, for our last couple of home games. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. I appreciate that. As we said, uh, the final home game of the season tomorrow night against the Kings, and we've got to beat Melbourne United again, which would be fantastic to kind of stuff up their playoff run as well. So two big games, Gibbsy. It certainly would. And the most important thing that you said too is that it's going to be another sellout. Yeah. The fans are still turning up, still getting behind the boys, and hopefully they can put on a good show at uh, at our last home game. Thanks for getting involved as well with those text messages. 0427154166. Now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 26 minutes past eight. It's been a big Thursday edition of the show too. We appreciate everybody getting involved. We actually have this Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $59.95 to give away Bryce's Signet Boost Power Bank. We'll keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. Who gets that today? I'm going to give it to Ange with his call regarding the VFA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, Ange. We love hearing people's voices as well. So when we're back on Tuesday, make sure you call up. The best way to listen is on 1629. As you know, uh, you can also download the app where you can get in touch with us directly. Uh, big week next week. So we're going to catch up with our Redbacks standing skipper, Henry Hunt, was the best player for the Redbacks uh, last season, our Danzy medalist. And... Um, Daniel Menzel, our very own, to preview the Super Bowl, which is brilliant because NFL's not my sport. I know you love your NFL, but Dan coming in here, he froths over it. So he'll be able to give us all the info that we need. He certainly will. Now, that's you and me both from the NFL side of things. Uh, Yeah, not up to date with it. We'll also catch up with the Reds who have a big game on the weekend uh, on Saturday. They are taking on Brisbane Raw. The A-League women play Sunday, and we mentioned the SA Scorpions during the week. The Adelaide 36ers tomorrow night will finish off their season against the Sydney Kings. Um, All the guests we had on today, including Jade Rawlings, uh, Ryan Harris, and just then we spoke to Ian Clark. They will all be part of the podcast. If you haven't heard the podcast before too, we do a very special exclusive chat on the podcast just to give you Bit of an insight as to what's going on. Um, what's going on for you today for the rest of the day? You get the weekend off? Uh, not the weekend off. Busy, busy, busy. We're uh, Saturdays in SA starts again this week. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, some exciting news for that show kicking off. Myself and Tommy Lyon, I think you might make an appearance as well. Debut on Saturdays in SA. Uh, I might do that. It depends uh, what time it is. What time's the show on? No, a bit of a sleep in. Okay. Saturday morning, so 8.30 till 10.30. So make sure you tune in. Uh, other than that, uh, nah, just pretty quiet. Okay, well, uh, thanks for asking me. Just to let everybody know that it's my birthday on Saturday. So if you wanted to send in gifts, if you go onto the SENSA website, the address is there, um, social media as well. Why aren't you looking at me when I'm saying that? Because it's not your birthday yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, so I'll get a message in the group chat. Is that right? Or you'll forget. Did I, did I remember you saying something about um, you'd like to tell people at the end of the day yeah. when it's your birthday? So yeah. all week you've been broadcasting that it's it's your birthday on Saturday. Yeah. Well, I feel have you, that... Have you changed your tune? No, I just feel as we're getting more comfortable and getting to know members of the SENSA family that um, they should know that it's on Saturday. 
Maybe I can organise you a Signet Boost power bank for your birthday. I know you've been eyeing uh, one of them off for, for a number of weeks now. I'm actually going to be the caller of the day on Saturday, and I will win it. <laughs> I, I know someone. I might be able to help you I'll out. I'll be like Murray from Murray Bridge. That's who I'm going to be. <laughs> uh, we appreciate everybody getting involved this week. It's been a really big week as well to Jace, our producer, who does an outstanding job. Thank you. Another huge weekend across South Australia for our sports team. So good luck, and we're looking forward to speaking to you on Tuesday. It's our last week next week together, Gibbsy, so we'll make it even more special than the past couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday.